Welcome to Gardening Talk back on to NUR FM. Greg Richard here, joined for our very last one of the year with Judy Sharp. Scotch brought you out for the, for the final one. Yes, he has, Greg, but I'm really a bit thrilled because here I am in the new studio and seeing you before Christmas, so it's really good. It's worked out well for you. It has worked out <laughs> What well. do you got lined up for us today, Judy? Well, firstly, I'd like to ask you a question, oh, if you okay. wouldn't mind. I n- look, you've had all these years' experience with us now. Did, did think I've picked up something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like you to look at that plant there. Now, if we had TV, the, the listeners yep. would know I'm, we're on the level here. What do you think about that plant, Greg? It's purple. No, actually, it's a bit ready maroon. But anyway, uh, I would say I would say purple. No, okay, right. ready maroon. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, can you tell the listeners something very important about it? I, I don't know. What's important about it? Well, have a look. Does it look like a plant I'd have in my yard, looking like that? Probably not. No. Well, it is in my garden. It's called an irisini, mm. and you can see how it's all withered. Yep. Can you see how it's all withered? Yeah, you all can see that, yeah, yeah, can't you? Yeah, you can I've see that, that, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, why do you think it's all withered? No water? No water. Please, <laughs> listeners, this is for real. <laughs> the gardens are dying. Everyone's okay. forgot. We had so much rain, Greg. Even driving out here now past the um, entertainment centre... Hasn't everyone noticed how dry the footpaths are? Yeah, true. Yep. And that was in my garden, and I actually put the hose on it yesterday, and that's still what it looks like. So we need to give everything a good a good drenching. A good drenching, yes, because it is very, very dry down underneath. But, you know, we've had so much rain, who would have thought it? And I would have thought you'd have looked at that and thought, my God, that's a dreadful specimen. Well, also the... The branches are broken off, so to be, I don't know how long you, that could be in the car all day for a no, while. No, no, I just did it before I got in the car. Okay, well, drench our gardens when we get home today. Okay, it's we'll g- definitely water our gardens, and a bit, li- little bit later on the program, we'll talk about Christmas watering. Okay, right here, festive spirit. We're going to do something Christmassy for the last one, don't yeah, we? We do, we do. And you've been told we've got to start watering our gardens a bit more. Well, it's all this wind, really, isn't it? We were just saying in the break. Yeah, it's really drying. We're watering the nursery outdoors twice a day, uh, of course, in the morning when we get there. But we wait till about three o'clock and then we give it a big soaking down because the winds at night are drying as well. Drying it all out again as well, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you think of Saturday, it was cold wind too. It was free. It felt like winter on Saturday. It did. (laughs) And then I yesterday, think it was. and then yesterday it was summer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. So, um, you know, coming up to Christmas, where's everyone going this year? I'd say they're leaving town, wouldn't you? Oh, well, I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could too. But I drew watering duty on Christmas Day, um, thanks to my two sons. But you know, they've got other stuff to do. So, Mum, you know, Mum goes in and has a bubbly and. Holds the hose. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jo from Cardiff, and she's got a question about lilies. Hello, Jo. What can we help you with? Good morning, Judy. Um, back in February, I actually ran into Scott because I transferred some Madonna lilies into big pots, and they were getting these beautiful big green leaves on them, but I had no flowers. Right. Well, told me to put liquid potash, I think, into them, to the right, flowers. Right. And um, so nine months later, 
I got all these babies. So I've just got them, but they're actually dying. I don't know if they're dying off, but they're turning green now. And I was wondering, do I snip them off? Look, sometimes uh, that particular plant does uh, throw green flowers. Okay. Uh, so it could be just a natural phenomenon happening. Um, it, you know if they're dying off the flowers because they go brown. Are yours going brown? No, but no. they were white. Now they're turning green. Oh, right. Okay. Look, um, it won't hurt to cut them off. And okay. Scott told you to use potash, did he? Yes. Oh, he has I that think on that his... was right. Yeah, he has it on his breakfast every morning. <laughs> oh, but he told me to liquefy it. He said to mix it with water. Oh, right. Well, he has his with milk, I think, don't you, Greg? <laughs> um, look, <laughs> I'm a, a strong believer in a product called Green Flourish. And you will Green find flourish. here, when you, when you find the packet, on the front is a Madonna lily in flower. Okay. So switch over from the potash now and okay. try the green flourish. But definitely, if the if the flowers are starting to lose, um, you know, life, I would be cutting yeah. them off because the plant is trying to still feed them and to okay. get water to them. And I don't know whether your Madonna lilies been like mine at home. Mine was very, very droopy during uh, the winter before we got to spring, which was still winter, uh, because I was having the air conditioning on more often to warm the place up. Okay. I've actually got them in my outdoor area, which is a bit like a, um, a warm house. I'm not going to say a hot house, but a bit like a warm house. And, and they love... I've got three of them, and they're called Lily, um, Tilly and Dilly, and the <laughs> girls. And... Um, they're just gorgeous. I have massive, massive lots of leaves but no flowers and that's why I rang Scott. But um, also, so when I cut that lily, do I cut it at the stem or just the top off? Oh, no, right down the stem, dear. Right down the stem? Right down the stem, yes, definitely. Okay. And, you know, um, all you, the only reason I'm saying to uh, give the, the potash a bit of a break, plants yep. are a little bit like us. Do we eat the same thing every day? No. no. <laughs> so, Variety. Um, yeah, and that's, Variety. I always say that about roses too. Don't give them the same food every month because they okay. like a little bit of change in, in um, appetite, let's say. So, we'll okay. give the green flourish a go after you cut them back. But okay. out there, I would say you'd need to be giving those plants maybe a drink each day. Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. Right. Good girl. Actually, my husband pulled me up. He said, "You feed it. You drink it. They're too much. You're giving." I said, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." And, <laughs> no, um, you're not. Anyway, um, because I I listen every Monday and I I you know take notice. Well, obviously, if if they're looking that healthy, you must be. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll try my recipe, eh? Okay, we'll do. Okay. Thank you, and have a merry Christmas. Thank you very much, and you too. Bye. Bye. That'd be a clash of the titans with you two, Scott proning potash and, <laughs> and you with flourish. It's... Remember we were in the studio together once and was, he wouldn't yeah. let me take any calls. That's you... right, yeah. Yeah. A bit rude of him. It was, yeah. yeah. I can pay him back a bit today. And we've got Karen from Abermain and her magnolia leaves are curling up. Oh, Karen. Oh, maybes. Have you been watering enough, dear? Uh, yes, I've got three... Different types of magnolias 
in within about two metres of each other. Yep. Giving them all the same, I gave them a sea sole um, hose on fertiliser about four weeks ago. Right. Only the port wine, all its new growth, the leaves are curling um, lengthways. Right, okay. Uh, that could be a mite. Right. I've had a look. I couldn't see anything yeah, they're um, a bit, at all they, over it. They are a bit susceptible to it. Um, right. So if you could grab um, uh, something at um, your local nursery, uh, I'd take them. Which which would be your closest nursery, Karen? Um, probably be Nalkabar. Alcabar, okay. Yeah, no, they're good. So take some leaves down. It's always important to take the leaves down and right. show them. But I'm guessing over the radio that you've got a mite sucking the sap out. That's why they're curling up. As right. long as you're giving them a big drink every day, you've probably been listening to the program today. And uh, I'm not kidding. I did bring in a half-dead plant to show Greg uh, and I couldn't understand why he didn't work out. It was dry and thirsty, and that was in my own garden. So, okay. Uh, you know, uh, at the nursery, we've been watering in the morning and then in the afternoon. Uh, the wind it, has been very drying. Okay, because it is planted near some um, tea tree. That one in particular is closest to some tea tree there, so it could be zapping the water out of it. Uh, of course, yes, yep. Yeah. So right. maybe just you could increase your watering or, you know, if you have got time in between your Christmas shopping, duck yeah. down to Nalka Bar and show them some leaves, uh, which unfortunately we can't see over the phone, uh, yeah. over the radio. So duck down there and just take them some leaves and a photo of the plant if you can. I will do that. Okay. Thank you very ab much, Judy. Abandon the Christmas shopping. Who wants to do it? <laughs> oh, my plans are more important. <laughs> good girl. I feel the same. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good Christmas. And you too, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And Judy, Christmas isn't too far away. This is our last show before the Christmas break. Yes, it's so... Oh, what's it, only a week and a bit away? It is. Or is it more than a week away? Two weeks, maybe. Is it... No, Let's... next Sunday is my... Last Sunday before Christmas. Okay, yeah, so it must be. Yeah. Right. Okay, so maybe a week or so. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we've got some Christmas things we need to do before then. Uh, definitely. Uh, if you are going away, and I think this year a lot of people may be. They've yep. been sick of being stuck at home, aren't they? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, look, uh, the secret is with your garden, don't think it may rain because we know now it's not doing what it's supposed to. Yep. And it could be windy, of course, and it could be... Could be could be a 1,000 degrees tomorrow for all we know. Could be 1,000 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I never plan on having a big Christmas lunch because most Christmas days are hot yep. when you think about it. And often we get a storm in the afternoon, but it's too late for my babies at the nursery. Uh, by then they'll yep. have turned up their hills. Mm. Uh, so, look, I always suggest that if you are going away to... Get all your hanging baskets and put them under a tree. That's if they're hanging baskets on the outside of the house. Uh, put them all together under a tree. Also collect all your potted plants. Put them together in one pile somewhere in the shade. And 
what you need to do is be very nice to your next door neighbour, either that or a family okay. member yep. or a friend that you can prevail on. Promise them you'll bring them some champagne back or something, but anything to get them to, <laughs> to water, water, your pl- yep. water your plants while you're away. Um, well, you'd think they'd just be a good neighbour and do it anyway, wouldn't you? Or a good friend? Well, everyone has a different idea of watering, Greg, trust me. <laughs> they really do. Uh, you know, I, um, I have to top and tail the staff every now and then, um, and they say, Judy, how did you notice that plant was dry? And I said... Or say, well, I suppose it's just experience, but tell me why you didn't notice it was drooping. Um, So even though you get your next-door neighbour or your best friend or a family member, they may have a different idea of watering than you do if you're a very keen gardener. Um, Sometimes on Christmas Day, you may have to need... They may need two drinks if we've got a really hot day. Uh, You know, just keep an eye out get them to keep an eye out. But the big secret is you must leave them some hoses and sprinklers handy and and make sure they reach the tap. Because I did did water once for my neighbour, lovely, lovely lady, but I don't think she'll be listening. And when I went to water, I couldn't get to the tap because it was behind this awful spiky plant and in the end, yeah. I just started taking a, a watering can down and, and watering the garden and the pots, and it took me forever. Um, but another thing you can do, a lot of people put their indoor plants in the bath with some water in the bottom. Okay, right. So if you're going to be away for, say, longer than a week, yep. I would suggest you do that with your indoor plants so they can suck up from the bottom. Don't right. think, well... They'll be right for three weeks because they won't. It's too long. Yep. So how much water would you put in? Like, oh, Not enough to have them floating away yep. and bumping into one another <laughs> yeah. like, like ships in the bath. Um, you know, it's a common sense thing, really. Uh, and, you know, anyone that's keen on their indoor plants, they probably are used to how much water they give them. Yep. So if you're going for three weeks, well, you multiply your weekly watering by three. So you leave them enough water to get through the end, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. And I, Greg, I don't know that we can always rely on our grandchildren to go and do <laughs> jobs like that because, you know, it's Christmas. They're out having a good time. That's it. At the best of times, they're not probably the best to rely on to water your garden, but yeah, yeah. especially not Christmas time. Not Christmas time, no. No, they'll be off in their cars, driving around, going to the beach, Maybe to the local. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of places they could cheer. be going, yes, yeah. And we've got Lynn from Chisholm, and she's got a cafe of lime where it's got brown scale on it. Oh, Lynn, the scale is deadly this year. Have you noticed that in your garden? Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Yep, got Hello? you now. Hello? <laughs> where have we got you now, Lynn? <laughs> can oh. you hear us, Lynn? I can, yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, darling, yes. You've got a very pleasant voice, so oh, talk away, you. darling. <laughs> okay, so the kaffir lime's got brown scale. I have sprayed it, but now I don't know what... Am I supposed to scrape off the scale or cut off the leaves and it's got the scale on it? Now, tell me, when you've sprayed and now can you just touch the scale and it drops off? Uh, yes. 
Right, okay. Well, the scale's dead. Okay. Um, and you've probably grown a kaffir lime because you use the lime leaves, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, could you tell me what you sprayed it with? Oh, I can't remember now, and it's out in the shed, and it's raining. Um, <laughs> oh, rain, rain, really? Rain. Oh, I know. It's, well, not very heavily, but it is raining. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, something I got from the Heritage Nursery for scale. Okay. Well, they. I wonder if yeah. they gave you a product called Malathon. Because uh, they would know exactly what to would, do. Yes, yeah. Yes. Now, look, the only reason I'm mentioning this uh, that you should check on the bottle um, if the scale's dead and you don't have to respray in 10 days. Normally, you do have to respray in 10 days, but if you check on the bottle, always make sure with any, any product you're using, even if it's just pyrethrum, make sure there will be a withhold on there which means mm -hmm. yep. you can't use or eat that product probably for three days. Right, okay. So yep. um, if you think the scale's gone and you're not having to spray again, if you're just able to rub it off, well, that's fine. Uh, it looks like it's been killed um, and, uh, you know, it'll be fine to use the leaves as long as you check the bottle for me. I will do that. Excellent. Thank you so much. And if you're using kaffir lime, you must be a good chef, are you, Lynn? <laughs> uh, I enjoy um, mucking around in the kitchen, yes. Oh, well, oh, what do you put kaffir lime in? I'm a dreadful cook. Uh, mostly um, my curries, um, you know, the um, Indian and Thai curries, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, well... Oh. We'd always have some if you sent some down, wouldn't we, Greg? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't Absolutely. say no to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a bunch of kaffir lime leaves. Because, <laughs> no. you know, they're pretty expensive to buy. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. they are. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah. I find, Lynn, um, I'm finding at the moment the scale is unbelievable. Uh, a lot of people have what we call white woolly scale. It's a, a real yeah. big fluffy one. Yeah. And um, I'd be, I'm being quite honest, we would have sprayed one of our customers every week, probably for the last six weeks, to try and kill that scale. We wow. can't beat it, I can tell you. Yeah. So You know, the funny thing is, we've also got a lemon tree, which is quite close to the lime tree, and it hasn't got anything on it. It's perfect. I'm surprised it's not getting that brown scale yeah, because the brown scale likes citrus, yeah. Yeah, I keep but, checking it and, um, yeah, it's, it's um, all clear. You're checking underneath the leaves? Yes, yeah. Because I often find where the shoots, the new shoots come out of the stem, you'll get a little cluster of the, the brown scale in there. So just have a double oh, check. Have a double check, yeah. Yep. yeah okay. Okay, good right. luck with that, Thank Lynn. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks for Judy. the call. Have a lovely Christmas, dear. You too. Bye. Bye. Christmas, well, something what did you say earlier, a week or so ago away? Yeah, that's Maybe all. Maybe a little bit over a week. Yeah. So we've got to start looking after our Christmas trees. We do. And I'm really looking after mine this year because I'm not having one. Oh, okay. So you're all over it then. It's... Well, <laughs> it's not that. It's just that Arthur, you know, my little baby, yep. um, 
is a dog, I should point out as well. Oh, yes, he's <laughs> a Boston Terrier. Uh, and they're very fast and very sassy. Yep. And I think he might drag it all the way around the house. So uh, Christmas is out at Judy's place this year. Right. Yeah. So I, not even a plastic one? No, I don't. I think he'd even eat that. Okay, yeah. It sounds like he's naughty, but he's not. (laughs) Anyway, look, uh, what I want to talk about is actually the live Christmas trees because a lot of people um, come in and buy a living one because they, particularly when they've got a new baby and they want to see the tree growing each year with the baby. And when they take them indoors, you must put a saucer underneath it and so you can water it because... It's going to need water, Greg, isn't it? Yes, it will, if, if it's, it's a live a living, one. If it's a live one, <laughs> yes. And now the most important thing to do is after Christmas is over um, and you start pulling the house apart and down come the deckies, um, the tree needs to be eased out into the sun. Right, okay. A so lot you can't of just people go, well, what do you think they do? Put it straight out. Put it straight out into the sun. And it's been indoors probably yep. for two weeks and being sheltered so you ease it out into the sun and then gradually you can put it in the sun again and it won't hurt to hose it off gently because you might have had decorations all over it. Tinsel all over it, yep. Yeah, and um, then the nice thing to do is give it a big drink of fertiliser to say thank you for being so lovely. Well, you want to give it a little promotion to get some new growth happening. Give it a bit of a boost as well. Yeah, give it a little bit of a boost. And then, of course, there are the wonderful trees that are sold, uh, you know, for charity that are cut down trees. Uh, A lot of people don't realise that they will start to drop their their needles. Uh, So, you know, it won't hurt every now and then to maybe give it a little spray with a spray bottle. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, because, um, you know, a lot of people do buy those cut-down trees. Yep. Yeah. Um, but what are you doing? I, got a, I don't have another tree either, so... Oh. Yeah. But you don't have an Arthur. Oh, no, not yet, no. Oh. Potentially might have a new dog on the way, but yeah. Oh, really? Potentially, yeah. Oh, this sounds interesting. It is, but it's also not gardening-related as well. <laughs> it's <laughs> not gardening-related, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we're Christmas gardening today. That's right, yeah. Festive, yeah. festive gardening festive today. Festive gardening today. And let's wish all the gardeners out there a very, very merry and a safe Christmas this year. And, of course, we'll be back next year, February, I think. Maybe early, late January. No, I don't think it's till February. Okay, right, yeah. We'll double check on that. You'd better know better than me. Yeah, I'd better double check on that too, actually. (laughs) Judy Sharp, thank you very much and have a Merry Christmas. And thank you, Greg. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.